I was at my local coffee shop when the barista told me he got his job by claiming he could pull a great shot of espresso. He knew he could figure it out. They'd only hire him. What is it that makes us dare to take a job we aren't qualified to do? And what makes us hesitate to try? On today's Kale Podcast, part one of the mini-series on getting the job you want. Oh, and with 15 years in coffee, he pulled a great shot. Uh, which one of you guys sent this article over? Tim, it was you, right? It, yeah, I did, because I it, liked the picture. Because you liked the picture. And if we're being completely honest, that that's the first thing and, and probably the, the thing that most of us have been attracted to this entire time with this article. And uh, if you haven't seen it, it's a, it's a chicken with peacock feathers. And all we really care to talk about was our love for peacocks. Um, but we'll go beyond, we'll go a step beyond that. Does that okay? We'll go a step beyond that. Honestly, I didn't even realize it was a chicken with peacock feathers until you said it. I, had, you thought it was a peacock I had to just feathers. double check. I thought it was a peacock. Yeah. I, th- I thought oh, it was my. interesting. The first part of our 20 minutes of our conversation was about our, 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 our love of peacocks. peacocks. Yeah. Everybody's got a peacock story. It turns out. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Chicken with peacock feathers, which is, which is apropos. So the article itself is called, you don't need to meet every qualification to apply for a job. It's by Art Markman, and it's in uh, the Harvard Business Review. And uh, I'm assuming that the chicken has peacock feathers because he's auditioning to be a peacock, even though he doesn't meet all the qualifications. It makes all kinds of sense now. Okay, it's yeah, it's coming together now. <laughs> so, uh, Tim, you, you found the article. You want to talk a little bit about what you liked about it? And when you posted it, what, were your, what was your motivation? I think it's a common topic right now, specific to the difference between men and women applying for jobs. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I think there's data that supports, um, you know, the average man will apply for a job if he meets three or four of 10 qualifications. And women generally are hesitant to apply for a job if they don't meet all of the, the qualifications. And so, you know, there's a lot of self-disqualification there on behalf of women and you know frankly you know we have to do a better job of recruiting women and building a talent pipeline of women but you know yeah. also it doesn't help that cause when there's self disqualification so that's what attracted me to it was um you know just interesting to know how everyone kind of approaches those those requirements quote unquote requirements and and how we react to them yeah, you said you said the average man. Well, you know, I mean, I know these numbers aren't accurate, but something like three or four out of ten require. I feel like I'm the above average man in this case because I only feel like I need to meet maybe one of the requirements, maybe <laughs> one, and I'm applying for the job. Yeah. And then then the worst scenario happens, and I get the job, and then I find out I'm I'm way underqualified for this, and it's it's a complete disaster. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Did, I, when I read the article, I, I felt the same thing you felt, which is that this is. This is most important right now for females because exactly the statistics you're talking about. I kind of felt like he was shoehorning in the piece about women because it was really just in a parentheses hyperlink to another article. I didn't feel like even, even though it's the same, I felt the same as you, like that's, that's the audience. I thought he's kind of come back to it. Like, oh, I should probably mention this. Yeah, you're shaking your head, Josh. No, I'd agree with that. By the way, for him, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I picked up on as well. As I was reading through it, I was waiting for that to kind of take over the article, but it felt the same way. It was more of a blurb than than 
kind of the overriding theme of the article, which I was a little, a little surprised by. But agree, agree with with everything that Tim was saying, what you were saying. Um, I'm of the same mindset. I, maybe maybe we've heard it more frequently with a lot of the initiatives going on around us. But um, I feel the same way you do too, Henry, about qualifications. In the past, if I've just been interested in a role, I'll apply for it and not, you know, give two thoughts about the qualifications because I feel yeah. like. If I don't know it now, I'll I'll learn it fast enough, and so it's interesting to see that that dynamic for sure. I think it helps when you're closer to the job, you feel more bold about ignoring the qualifications. So, in other words, if if it was a job at a company that I worked at, and I knew who was performing that job right now, and I knew the segment, and I knew exactly what that job did then I wouldn't pay so much attention to the requirements or, you know, the required qualifications. But if it's a company that I don't know and I just don't know anything, and then I see those qualifications, I, I am a lot more likely to disqualify myself. I think the fear of the yeah. unknown really comes into play there. What you're saying is, is if it's your own company, you know that those requirements are probably a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> if it's exactly. not, you, you don't yeah. know like how exactly. serious they are. But I, seriously, if you, you know, Occasionally, I'll look at a job on LinkedIn or something, and you know it'll be a local position, and there'll be seven hundred applicants. And in my head, I think, "Wow, I am underqualified. I can't believe there's seven hundred <laughs> people that meet those qualifications." But of course, they don't. But in my head, I'm thinking, "Well, if they qual- if they if they applied for it, you know, then clearly they meet the qualifications." Yeah, they're just trying to slip one by the. Uh by the recruiter. Uh, so another thing he mentions in here is he's talking about imposter syndrome, which, I, uh, you know, I, I definitely have been in the imposter syndrome situation before. Um, and I think that's a pretty normal thing, but it, I, I felt like he was, he was saying that this, this keeps people from applying. I feel like it, it's for me, at least it seems to happen more often after I've gotten the job that I get into it. And I realized that the qualifications didn't accurately describe what I would be doing day to day. And even though I may meet the qualifications or not, it's irrelevant because the day-to-day is a little over my head. And uh, I'm trying to figure out how to, how to get through the imposter syndrome period. And, you know, the truth is we all feel that from some t- at some point, you know, one time or another. Yeah. Um, I, 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 what's the best way to get through imposter syndrome? It's, I, mean, I mean, I'll come back to that in just a second. But for me, there's a very specific line when it comes to imposter syndrome and reading these qualifications, because if there are qualifications that I don't even understand what they're saying the qualification is, then I feel like an imposter. Like you shouldn't go and apply to be a doctor. If I can understand, if I can understand what they are saying is the qualification, then absolutely. Uh Yeah. Yeah. But you know, if they say you need a technical certification, Mm -hmm in hybrid cloud manipulation, something, and I have no idea what that means, then I'm like, ah, maybe I might want to back off from that. Yeah. There's somebody else that probably yeah. knows what it is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, at the same time, though, I mean, if they say the qualifications are that you have to be comfortable with, with heights and understand how to clean windows, I'm like, there's no way I'm getting into that uh, because I don't know how to clean windows on a skyscraper, even though I understand the qualifications uh, and maybe technically could be qualified for it. 
Although I think I'd rather swallow fire than have to get up high <laughs> on a building and wash windows. What about you, Josh? You, you sound no, like you had an idea there. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, Henry, I, I think I fall in the same bucket that you do. I tend to feel that after the fact, once I'm in the role. Um, and I don't know, I, I think that maybe has a little bit to do with my approach on, on going into something new. I tend to throw caution to the wind and say, I'll figure it out once I get there. And then once I'm there, I do feel like I'm drowning and I shouldn't have done this. I don't know what I'm doing. Um, but you know, there's been a few iterations of that process in my life and I, I tend to, to just find my way. And I think most people will, but I don't know. I, I don't, it's, it's funny dynamic to me. I don't know where that kind of that mind mental switch is on people to say, okay, I can, I can get into this and figure it out as opposed to, Hey, I don't meet these qualifications and I better not even apply. And, and, and I think yeah. that there's, a, there's a, there's guardrails in that also, right? Cause there's a piece that Tim's talking about to saying, Hey, I have, I can't even understand the words on this job description. I mean, that's, that disqualifies, right? But yeah, I think sure. if I, if there's a pocket there where I feel somewhat comfortable, um, you know, I'll tend to dive into it, and and the imposter syndrome comes after the fact, and you know, it's 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 a process for sure. But I, I think that's where it's most impactful for me, anyway. And so it's always been interesting to me or to me to understand a little better the mindset of someone that would maybe not just even approach it. This is the thing about this, uh, this idea. Uh, so w- the article is targeted toward recent college graduates, yeah. people who probably don't really have a lot of work experience, at least not in the field in which they envision themselves joining after they've earned their degree. So a couple of things that popped into my head. First off, um, how many recent college graduates who feel like they don't meet qualifications for a job are reading Harvard Business Review? Uh, so, you know, I don't think you know, many. Uh, I mean, I, I certainly wasn't qualified to do anything after I graduated college and I wasn't reading Harvard Business Review. Yeah. Their, their uh, parents are showing it to them. That's you what know, I was wondering. I was like, okay, but, see, but see if, if their parents are reading this, don't you think their parents have already told them? I mean, and, and so then, but this gets the bigger question, which is how, how do you even convince a whole group of people like recent college graduates to just go for it? You know, I mean, that's, that's wow. what you're, that's what they're telling them, right? Yes. And, and, you know, I, I mean, you asked a bunch of questions there, but <laughs> answer them all, please. <laughs> I mean, why, why they would show it to their kids, you know, when they've already told their kids, I mean, that clearly you don't have college age kids, Henry, because they don't believe a damn word that I say, but if it's in well, print, I'm not a grandparent. Internet, so then that is, you know, that if I can show them anything that will confirm what I've already told them, then uh, that's great. That's then all of a sudden it's like, oh yeah. wow, maybe he's right. He's I don't like, need art mark when parenting my kids, okay? <laughs> <laughs> no, but, you're right. I mean, it's like having a third person who is not um, they don't art doesn't care what your kids do. He's just saying, Yeah. Right. You know, take it or leave it. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't have college age children either. Mine are a little bit younger. But to that same point, Tim, I, I can talk to my boys till I'm blue in the face about you know, it could be blocking out when they're playing basketball and they don't want, they roll their eyes at me. But the second, whoever they feel is an authority on basketball is telling them that mm-hmm. they're, they're all ears. They are exactly basketball. Yeah. Yeah. They, they're telling, they're doing exactly what they asked them to do. So maybe, yeah. maybe that's the key. Having somebody else tell them that's not the well, and it'd be on the circle of influence. Too. Yeah. I mean, it's the internet is the truth. It's everywhere, right? Yeah. 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 Single point of truth. 
Single point. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, uh, how do you how do you tell people? Uh, don't worry so much about. Okay, so you went to college to get this degree that's supposed to prepare you for a role, and now that you're prepared for this role, supposedly, don't worry about the fact that you don't meet the requirements. It's kind of a confusing, a little bit of a confusing message. So, so let's flip the script really quickly and just say. You know, let's look at it from the other side because we've all talked about, oh, we'd apply for this job, we'd apply for So each one of us hires people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I'm not going to speak for you. I'll just ask the question because I know the answer if it was asked to me. So we all hire people. When was the last time that you wrote a job description with a list of qualifications for a job that you're hiring? Uh, yeah, never. Yeah. I don't think I've ever written the qualifications. No, me neither. No. So someone who is out of the hiring process, you know, is putting together this job description. And, you know, frankly, I think a lot of hiring managers know exactly what they're looking for when, it, when that person walks in the room. But what was posted online or, or on their website and those specific job qualifications, I, I couldn't tell you what they are. Yeah, they be- probably never even seen them. You haven't even looked at those qualifications. So have you ever hired somebody who didn't meet what you think? I mean, whether you know the qualifications or not, when they came in and you looked at the resume, thought, okay, on paper, this person doesn't meet the requirements for this job. And then you end up hiring them. Have you ever done that? Uh, absolutely. Yep. So can you, can you recall like one of those situations? Like what was it about the person that, that turned them from an unqualified candidate to a hire? Well, for me, it's, it's normally energy, drive, intelligence, and communication. Yeah. I mean, I would say those four, you know, if, if I get in a room with somebody and their energy is just palpable and they are a fabulous communicator and, you know, I'm hiring in the sales world yeah. and I know that those traits are universal for successful salespeople you know, I, that, that catches my eye. It does. And, you know, you can't put that on a list of job qualifications, you know, high energy, intelligent. Yeah. Everybody thinks they have high energy and they're intelligent. I mean, so. Especially the craziest of people. Oh yeah. Yeah. They're fun. So Josh, have you been in that position before you've hired somebody like that? Um, I think one of the most enjoyable things or, you know, pieces of the job that we do is development. And when I can see that in someone and it's not quite there yet, that's that's part of the fun piece of hiring a candidate like that that maybe doesn't check all the boxes, but being able to develop them and you know empower them and then move them up the stack to to see them continue to grow. So that I mean, when you when you ask if 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 we hire on that basis, I think that's the fun side of the hiring process when you're able to do multiple people. I, I remember interviewing this guy once. Um, his, his background was that he got his divinity degree from Duke and he was currently uh, in real estate, but it was his family's real estate company and they were building out a neighborhood. And so he sat in the model home and, um, and people would come in and they would essentially sit down and buy a home from him. It was like transactional home buying. And um, I was sitting in there with the other hiring manager and we got done with the interview and the other hiring manager said, a oh, nice guy, I, I don't want him. I said, oh, I disagree. I think he's perfect. And she said, he, he's not hungry. He doesn't sell anything. He just takes orders and he's got a degree in religion. This doesn't make any sense. I said, here's the way I look at it. If you can 
if you can get a degree, a divinity degree, that what that tells me is that you can decipher, boil down a really big and complex message into something very simple. So that, that's a lot of what we do all day long is we have to decipher complicated stuff and make it sound really simple. And two, uh, we don't actively go out and sell things, but we do have to handle complex contracts, deal with customers who transact large amounts of money, do a lot of hand-holding and customer service work, and we've got to be constantly available just like a real estate agent does. So maybe he's not out there finding clients, but we're going to give him a client list here. So I think he can handle it. Hired him. He crushed it. Within a couple of years, he became an AE and he's moved on with his career and he's done fa uh, fabulous work. So I mean, he was perfect for the job. He just didn't look like he was on paper. Yeah. And then, you know, I'll clearly that's, you made a great hire and that story turned out good. But, you know, I, I'll say on on the side of hiring managers when you know when you're hiring someone who doesn't meet the qualifications it's probably smart to always get a second opinion because our blind yeah, yeah. spot in those situations and you know you just you just walked right into the blind spot there henry the blind spot is we're very willing to ignore someone who doesn't meet the qualifications if they resemble ourselves because we would always hire ourselves and you know Right. Clear that you have a very high regard for anyone with a religion degree. And what kind of degree do you have? A religion degree. So, so that's an aside. Yeah, I'm sure that has <laughs> nothing to do with it. But it's, you know, that, that probably has nothing to do with my point. But my point is a good one. Good one anyway. No, it is a good, it is a good one. And, I, and I'll, add this, I'll add this in there just for you guys. But uh, I actually didn't like the guy. Like I personally well, didn't like see, it, but I knew he was a good he's hire. He's just like you. He's unlikable. Like you. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nice, nice. Okay, well, all right. Continuing on. How many times have you hired people that met all the qualifications and they bombed when you got them in the role? I mean, it's kind of a crapshoot, isn't it? I, I think the lesson here, and to me that, that should probably, this should be the other side of, of this article, should be uh, potential employees Take the risk. If you meet some of the qualifications, go meet the people and find out if you've got what it takes. If you've got the right energy, the right the right uh, unknown element that fits the job. The other the other part of it is employer. Take a risk on somebody that doesn't meet every one of your qualifications, or maybe double check your qualifications. I mean, it's kind of on us to make sure that those requirements out there make sense of what people actually do. You know. Double check your qualifications and give somebody a chance, even if they don't meet every single one of them, if they have that unknown factor. Yeah, or if or if they're clearly scalable, like Josh said, you know, I mean, if if someone can articulate to me that they've been in this position before and they have scaled to success very quickly, okay, I mean that's something to think about at least. Yeah, or if they have a religion degree. If they have a religion degree and not many people like them. So you may not check all the boxes, but do you have a complimentary skill? Be curious. Take a risk. And next week is part two of this series. The interview. For KL podcasts, visit kindleadershipproject.com, follow us on LinkedIn, or find us on your favorite streaming service. This podcast is an expression of the views of Kind Leadership and its team. 
We're always open for discussion, so find us on social media and give us your thoughts.